the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because it's Seinfeld, for God's sake. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Corey. And today we are talking The Old Man. And I'm not talking about Corey. I'm just talking about the episode, <laughs> The Old Man, season four, episode 17. It first aired on February 18th. 1993. Corey, could you please give us the synopsis? Of course. (laughs) The old man, from one old man to another. (laughs) Jerry, George, and Elaine volunteer to spend time with senior citizens. Jerry loses his, George fires him, George's fires him, and Elaine can't even stand to look at hers. I mean, Very it's true. it's the only way it could go for the, these people to, to volunteer. This is the only way it could go. Yeah. Uh, and per usual, we get a stand-up bit at the beginning, and this one is on life expectancy. Jerry says, uh, the life expectancy now is 72 for men, 75 or 76 for women. He's like, it's amazing to think that just a couple thousand years ago, life expectancy was 30, which in our terms would mean you'd get your driver's license around five. You'd be married at nine, divorced at 15. I love that. I thought that was funny. Uh, in your late teens, you'd move down to Florida. I guess that's how spring break got started. I don't know. He even says that. He's like, I don't know. It's like, uh, then eventually people are saying things about you like, well, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, he's he's 28, but he's very alert. His mind is so sharp. You think that you're talking to a two year old. This is I like this. This is one of those Jerry things where where, you know, this is kind of like how what his comedy is. He, he takes these ideas that are so just normal, but then he looks at him through this weird lens. And I think when Jerry's comedy works perfectly or his stand up, it's like this. It's like this childlike look at a normal sort of reality thing. I, that's my takeaway. I personally liked this one a lot. Yeah. I agree. So it's so Adam, real quick. <laughs> I was a little shocked that he said that that life expectancy was seventy two back in nineteen ninety three. Do you know what the life expectancy is now in twenty twenty, or at least you know around now? I do. Uh, for men, it seems to be about seventy six, just over seventy six, and the life expectancy for a female. And this is in the U.S. This is not yeah, worldwide. Yeah. In the U.S., in the female, eighty one. Wow. 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 It's that. And so I mean, the average is average is like 78. Yeah. No. And, and it's interesting because I, I always thought life expectancy was like in its eighties. Now I was a little shocked at 72, especially since like my grandpa like lived into mm-hmm. his nineties and my grandma was like late eighties. It just seems 72 seems so young to me now. Yeah. Yeah. 70, I agree. You know, I, I, if I can make it into my eighties, then I'll be like, you know what? You done good, Adam. You yeah. done good. If <laughs> yeah. I don't, then I'll be like, ah, damn it. You should have you should have <laughs> ate another celery stick and not another fucking candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm with you, buddy. Or I do hope drink I drink a little less my... Hennigans. Yeah, maybe in I, the future. Yeah, a lot less Hennigans. Or maybe you need more Hennigans to <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh man i you know what i just can't wait to uh i'm gonna really use my 70s and 80s to catch up on all the tv shows that uh people are telling me to watch yeah 
I'll probably just wind up watching Seinfeld again. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> if if there's anything that extends life expectancy, it's watching Seinfeld and, and listening, listening to, to Cartwright's yeah. Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> we were both there. We were both there. Oh god. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, we start off the episode at Monk's. George and Jerry are talking. George is basically complaining about women. Um, he mentions, you know, that when he likes them, they don't like him, and vice versa. When they like him, he doesn't like or whatever that that conversation. And funnily enough, I referenced it last episode. You did um, because I think that uh, that uh, conversation actually would have been a lot better. Uh, mm. in that episode because that's kind of like what the whole entire episode was about at least for George aside from the, yes. the yeah but for George it was kind of like that but I at least um, I, I appreciated this episode because I just came from the other one so I was like oh yeah, yeah. wow he's so right because that we just saw it so yeah. it works yeah back to back yeah and, and you're you're correct about that I do like that there is that that thread of connectivity yep so um Elaine comes in. Well, and she wait, tells, wait, hold on, hold on. I, what, I, I just want to say the line that I loved where George is like just sitting there and Jerry's barely paying attention. And George is like, there's a void, Jerry, a void. Mm. And Jer- Jer- Jerry just goes a deep yawning chasm, which is just the definition <laughs> of, of a void. And, uh, and I just love how that was his response was just <laughs> to just define a void. It's just interesting because that's not a line that I paid attention to one bit. I just want to kind of go back to that conversation of like, we all have different lines that mm-hmm. hit us differently. And this one obviously is something that, that hit you and you liked it and found it funny. And I just like probably taking my notes and, or, or even, even if I watched it, I was just like, eh. And then I just kind of kept yeah. watching, but yeah. Yeah. But that's, what's so. great, man. That's, what's great. Uh, that's why. And honestly, that's why you need two hosts. Although you also need two hosts because one of us is just going to be talking to each other, but <laughs> it's also because you and I do notice different things about the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we care about sometimes we care about different things. Well. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, all right. So she's telling uh, George and Jerry that she's vol- she's gonna volunteer to help senior citizens. Basically, just kind of you know, kind of be friends. You know, be a volunteer friend for him. Um, George says he wants in on this. Basically, I think just to kind of make himself feel better and feel like a useful member of society. And Jerry, he kind of comes across as not interested. Yeah. We get. I like the great line that we have called out where George, where Jerry is like, oh, he's not interested. And he goes, what kind of a person, uh, you know, would do that and not or not do something like this? And Jerry's like, I'm pretty much like you, only successful. What a perfect little like retort, just like backslap right back. Yeah, the chair, George. I love that one. <laughs> so. And then I also like the, the, the line where Jerry uh, gets upset that George is trying bits out on a lane before. Uh, before yeah, yeah. On him. <laughs> I glad I didn't really even mention it. But yeah, you're right. Because like they have this whole conversation about. Um, oh, God, what were they talking about? Well, it, it's all that matters oh, about, about, that, that, yeah. that he, he, he should be trying – because he's having so much trouble with women, he should try uh, have a, you know meeting a woman who doesn't speak English. Right. So that's so he he did that earlier in the episode or like, you know, right, right when they're kind of early talking. And then Elaine kind of comes in and said, yeah, you told me this basically. And then George or Jerry says that line exactly. Oh, what are you trying out bits, you know, <laughs> yeah, on her first and then me. But, trying, trying material on yeah. her first. But it also it also brings it comes back, back the fact. Yep. We haven't talked about it in forever because we know mm-hmm. we put it to sleep. But since it's a Cartwright oh. reference. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about that. But yeah, yeah but, but since it's a Cartwright reference, this is another reference to, to Elaine and George, uh, uh, you know, doing things on their own outside of outside yeah. of Jerry. And yeah. I only bring it up because 
it's just been a part of my own mental lexicon, that line, you know, that whole thing that we talked about, like in season two or whatever it was, it's been such a part of my lexicon for so long that I just so, I just tune in now, even though I know we put it to rest, it's not applicable anymore. Because that episode is gone, and they're, gone. we can just assume they're friends now. Um, what I was going to say was that that whole line is something that will come back as a joke at the end of the episode. All right. At the apartment. So I guess Jerry did kind of get roped into it. So they're talking about, I guess, uh, you know, their old man, old old guys, you know, that they're going to be um, meeting up with. Kramer comes in to a huge cheer. Yes, yes. And, and it was a good one. And... Because I'm realizing that this is not an episode that I kind of watch on the regular, but mm-hmm. I totally forgot that I used to say, what's up, diggity dog? And I heard Kramer <laughs> say that, and I was like, oh, shit. I forgot that one. So, buddy, Yo-Yo Ma is going to get replaced what? with, what's up, diggity what's dog? Up, diggity dog? <laughs> wow. Awesome. <laughs> Again, uh, <laughs> that was something else I tuned into, and you probably didn't really. Yeah, I honestly, the diggity dog did not, yeah, it did not sink in. <laughs> <laughs> but Jer- uh, Kramer warns them, you know, like oh, this whole thing is a con. It's all BS. You know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. Because uh, well, he, he gets all his truth from alternative media. He does, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because it's essentially what he's referring to. Alternative media is is what conspiracy theories kind of, or what sort of turned into conspiracy theories. Tom Jones, all that kind of stuff. Tom, isn't it Alex Jones? Alex Jones, sorry. Yes. Tom Jones is. It's not unusual. <laughs> That's totally different. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. Sorry, Tom Jones. Alex Jones. <laughs> but uh, Kramer, or not Kramer, Newman then kind of busts in looking for Kramer. Um, you know, he's like going crazy on his uh, apartment door, but he's over there. Um, he's back over the apartment. So Newman then comes in to there. We get a nice little hello, Newman. Not our first. We've already had it, but um, it is a very good one. A good one. It's, it's you- a very, it's it's a, it's like a, a now it, it's like a quintessential hello, yes. Newman. It is the because I think we only had it like once before and it was fine, but this one is like how it's supposed to be done. Yes, and that's what my note was. Moving forward, this is the Hello Newman. This is the inflection. Yep. This is this is how you do it moving forward. Yeah. So I almost um, I, consider this one the the proper Hello Newman. Fair enough. Um, I love Newman's over the topness. Like when he get when he gets like uh, very anxious or you know, he's got to do something, he gets red in the face. I mean, Wayne Knight does a great job with his Newman. Um, yeah, I want to call out just because you talk about Townsend University every time you can, mm-hmm. in case you were curious, which I think you probably already knew this one. Wayne Knight went to the University of Georgia where I went to the where I went to school. But <laughs> even more so, Wayne Knight did not graduate from the University of Georgia at first. He left to basically get his acting card and uh, his equity card and, and, and go into acting and things like that. He completed his degree in 2008. And what year did I complete my degree? 2008. So we are the (laughs) alumnus of the same year of the University of Georgia. That is so awesome. (laughs) Yes. Another another reason for me to love Newman. I I don't need any (laughs) more. I am so happy for you. Thank you. Um, but, dude, I am with you, man. I love Newman, and I love Newman in this episode, and we'll, we'll talk more about it. Yes. Um, yeah. But, boy, oh, boy, I'm so happy that Wayne Knight is in better shape now because he was big in this was, episode. Yeah. And you can see the sweat dripping down his face. And yeah, I just, was I was, like, kind of cringing for poor Wayne Knight. But that aside, 
Oh boy, he is firing on all cylinders this episode, especially with my one of my favorite little internal monologues. Well, I say internal into the episode monologues about the whole mail system, about the mail. Never yeah, stopping. I know that's coming. Let's let's yeah, save yeah, it. Let's yeah, say, yeah, it's such yeah. a perfect thing. Um, well, yeah, actually, it's coming up actually right now. But um, so yeah, Newman and Kramer, they're gonna you know do basically a scheme. They're going to sell records, and this I love this. This is yeah. really kind of getting into their dynamic, yeah. which their dynamic is doing get rich quick schemes like stupid shit like this and this is kind of to me where they're really starting to find their groove as a friendship and and, and as a um you know as a pair on this show uh so we also this is the first episode that we find out that he's a postal worker yeah because so george he asks he's like what do you do newman and he's like i work for the u.s postal service and then you know the the next is aren't those the guys who go all crazy and, and, and that's then, because that yeah. was very much happening around this yeah. time it was that was such huge sensational news anytime a postal employee would just go crazy and basically start shooting the place up and i mean it's uh, you know we we don't comment a lot on on what's going on in society but it's it's interesting that that became a much more normalized uh, uh in the you know late 90s 2000s and and to where we are now but boy was it a big deal back in the 90s that that postal employees would just go crazy and, and shoot the place up yeah yeah no kidding but in that kind of pressure uh, that he talks about that they they build up into he has just an absolute perfect monologue oh god i love it so much just talks about how the the, the mail never stops it never stops mm-hmm. and then it keeps coming and coming and then it's publisher clearinghouse day and i was like i was yeah. like he and he delivers it so well and you think he's gonna have a goddamn heart attack when he's doing yeah. it but man oh man is he just oh newman newman i love you man i love you uh, uh i'm right there uh so they go to uh, the record shop, this place that's you know buying old records, and basically the guy says these are crap records. They're only they're only you know I'm only gonna offer you five bucks for them, um, and so but we get you know they 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 decide they're gonna come back later, and you know if he says if, if you can get better records, you know we'll give we'll I'll give you more money, and I love the little Kramer is kind of like talking into Newman's ear, and Newman's just repeating it, but and it's just I don't know it's a weird dynamic but it is funny and it works off really well because Kramer's like kind of doing it angrily and just kind of like being like that over the shoulder devil and then and then uh, Newman just like takes it over the top you know in front of the dude and it's very funny oh it's um, it's it's perfect it's perfect like devil like over yeah I know what yeah. you mean and I love it now do you know who played Bleaker Bob I do because I was going to ask you the same question, but maybe our audience doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, his name is Tobin Bell, and he is famous for playing Jigsaw in the Saw series. That is correct. Yeah, and, and honestly, every time I saw him in Saw, I was always like, "Oh, it's the record guy from <laughs> Seinfeld." <laughs> kind of took funny. me out of it. <laughs> I I never would have. I did not make that connection until. I saw him in this. And even in seeing him in this, I didn't really make the connection until I saw the cast list. And I was like, Tobin Bell, I recognize that name. And then I and I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Jigsaw. And, and now that I'm actually on IMDb, because I just wanted to, to get his correct name, um, in the first Saw movie, another Seinfeld alumni, yes. or I should say guest spot is in it, is... Uh, Carrie Ned, Ellis. No, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, a third one then. Okay, yeah. Also, Ned Bellamy, who played... Um, uh, shoot, I, I forgot, like, but he was the guy who, uh, uh, the the military guy that worked for Elaine in, in Jay Peterman's, when Elaine was running Jay Peterman. It was the, the one where, um, 
Okay. The one where Frank uh, Costanza had the flashback about being a cook. And remember there was that crazy uh, yes. bald military guy? That's him. That's Ned oh, okay. Bellamy. And then Carrie Ellis plays an, an episode in uh, 1996 called The Wait Out, which that, I can't remember exactly. That's um, right. So yeah. it has it actually has uh, uh, three uh, people. I, I And I feel like Shawnee Smith might have been in an episode of Seinfeld, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But yeah. So yes, yeah, Saw, Saw has a lot of Seinfeld yeah. alums in it. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. All right. So Jerry goes to see his old man that he's talked to. Uh, and this dude is ridiculous he's crazy yeah. like he he is like you know a bit out of his mind um he thinks that the maid the 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 um uh housekeeper is stealing from him and he's just kind of like he's played by bill Irwin, who uh, i didn't really recognize other credits that he did, but he looked familiar to me and i realized why he looked familiar to me because he was the absolute living embodiment of Waldorf, who is the angry Muppet, one of oh, those yeah. two old yeah, angry yeah. Muppets, mm-hmm. the the like the shorter mm-hmm. you know white mustache and hair dude, Bill Irwin looked exactly like him and acted exactly like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, you're so right on that. I I didn't put that together, but I totally see it now. Um, I mean, he was in planes, trains, and automobiles. He was in Home yeah, Alone. Okay, that's right. He did a lot of like like little stuff. He kind of sort of always played the same character. Um, but yeah, he's he's was. An, uh, yeah, an old man character actor type of thing. Okay. Um, and real quick, I will say that uh, even as a kid, when when I saw this episode, I had a crush on uh, the he, oh his housekeeper, that. the the one the one that George kind of hits yeah. on. I liked her, and she, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's been in a bunch of like little things here and there, but I know her from this um, '90s sci-fi show that was on Fox called Space Above and Beyond, and it was only uh-huh. on for like one season in '96 or. 97 or 95 somewhere around there but uh it was really it was pretty good uh, uh sci-fi you know tv sci-fi kind of kind of in the vein of firefly in the fact that they tried to go like very realistic with like their portrayal of space mm, like mm-hmm. when when spaceships would be flying around they wouldn't use like sound and and the way the you know the ships propelled was through air bursts you know so they yeah. tried to be really like very realistic but it only lasted one season but it was actually quite okay. good i actually have the um the blue uh, i'm sorry the dvd box set here Okay, I remember her actually most from um, that Whoopi uh, uh, Rat Race. She yes. was she was she was like kind of her and Whoopi Goldberg yep. um, were were running around mostly, and that was a ridiculous film. But actually, you know what? I liked it when it came out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this old guy is a ridiculous old guy. He's a bit over the top for me, honestly. It's just it's a little too much. Um, this whole like anything dealing with a guy. Yeah, and and they also referred to his name as Sid Field, and I think that that is a reference to a very famous uh, screenplay, like how to screenplay author. Um, the hmm. uh, the screenwriters workshop by Sid Field is like a, and especially oh. at that time, is a very was a very influential, very famous sort of uh, screenplay book. You know that everyone was sort of using. Um, later on, it became uh, everyone started using the the save the cat whatever that book was called or something um but uh before that sid field's uh screenwriting workshop was a very influential book and i do think that they probably named him after that okay that's cool so uh jerry sees some old records over to his place and the guy calls him garbage you know he's like eh, whatever you know you can have it um you know your friends who are wanting them can have it so okay so now jerry thinks okay i can help out kramer with this yeah uh George, we see him with his guy over at Monk's, who 
his guy is just like the nice, happiest go lucky dude. You yeah. know, what a, what a good dude in his eighties. He doesn't look like it. He looks like he's in his like maybe early seventies, if that. Um, and George just being so neurotic, where he just kind of keeps coming up, you know, talking about how he's the dude is past, you know, even the the expected life expectancy, and that he's just so close to death it could come at any time. He's just freaking himself out, you know. George just kind of like can't get off that, and the guy's like, "Man, fuck this, I'm out of here," and just ditches him. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like. Honestly, I want to be like that guy was. Like, yeah. like when I get to that age, he's like, he's like, I don't think about it. I, I, I love my life. I had a great life. I'm, I'm living every day. And then, yeah, George is like, how can you not think about it? But my, my only note on this little scene is, uh, it is George is a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my extra little note that I had was George is very George because I love how when the guy walks out. It is funny. George is like, uh, you owe me for the soup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and of course. It's like, yeah, that's so George. And and I don't know if you're going to mention it, but when they all sort of say what happens, George doesn't have any clue, like, what he did wrong yeah. in this scenario. And that's another yeah. thing. I was like, oh, George. You know, just, oh, George. Exactly. You know, that'll, that'll come in a bit. Um, Elaine meets with her woman, and she has a huge goiter. Massive goiter. This Which is... we, we don't see. We just hear no. about the goiter. And this is... Oh, this one was bad for me because I don't like deformities. I can't handle watching, <laughs> like, like you know, medical shows about people with, like, two heads or something. And I'm sorry. I mean, it, I, I, I know that these things happen, and I know Com- that you have to be compassionate. Coming from a man, you huh? love, like, conspiracy th- theories and, like, ghosts and weird shit. Yeah. But you can't handle, like, real, no. legit, like, kind of, you know... Freaky science like that? No, 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 not at all. Because it's the idea that, like, uh, just living like that, man, with a giant freaking goiter on your neck. But I will say, and they do address this, but my note here was, why didn't they warn her? But they, they Elaine does yeah. mention yeah, that they, later. Uh, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> she talks about having two heads, essentially. Yeah. Um, and at the apartment, they're all kind of talking to each other about their people. As you mentioned, yeah, George, he doesn't realize that he was so George and so neurotic on it. Um, Jerry said he wants to quit and, uh, in comes Kramer and Newman and, uh, they give Jerry his records back. Basically, yeah, these are not going to sell for shit. And he tells them about the old man's records. And so they're like, oh yeah, let's go. Um, and George wants to join in because he hears that the house, the housekeeper is from Somalia. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually, fuck, I wrote it down, Uh, but it's not Somalia. It's like Senegal. 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 There you go. That's the one. That's the one. Senegal. Yeah. Um, So he's interested in her because she doesn't speak English, which is a callback uh, to, you know, the early lines at Monk's at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And I I will note that um, Kramer got a mild cheer when entering. And that's one Mm. thing I don't like. I I feel like Kramer should just get one cheer per episode. Don't get a cheer every time he enters the room. Yeah. Because we already saw him. I don't know if they film it out of order. I do think they film Mm. it in order, though. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense because if you're going to want the audience to understand a lot of the jokes. Now, granted, you just put on the clap sign and people are going to laugh or whatever that kind of stuff. You know, they're trained monkeys. I've done done stuff like that. You've done stuff like that, I'm sure. Gone to filmings and, you know, you do what you're told. I think we talked about it way, way early on, but just to put it out there again, the only live taping show that I've ever been to in L.A. was uh, the very first pilot episode of that 70s show. And oh, okay. uh, Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and, and it was – the thing was uh, – 
when we went to this program, me and my friend, um, the, they were like, you know, we used to take everyone to taping of Seinfeld. And I was like, oh, God damn it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I think either Seinfeld had just ended by that point or it was like on the final season or whatever. But um, so, but I did get to see uh, the pilot of that 70s show. And the only thing I was excited about, because like I didn't know any of those people at the time. And I remember yeah. walking into the studio, Ashton Kutcher was just like standing outside smoking. But the only person I was I was excited yeah. about was the dad, Clarence Bodiger from RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, and I've, I've, I went to a few different tapings. Um, I went to uh, a taping of Family Feud, a taping of uh, The Tonight Show back when it was still Jay Leno, um, a taping of a couple of the uh, Price's Rights, um, also a taping of The Rock had a fairly recent reality show called The Titan Games. So I went to one of that. I had a buddy from Australia who was in town, and he was like, we were trying to figure out stuff to do. And I was like, you know what? I can get us to this this taping of the Titan Games. Like, how often are you gonna, you know, see how an LA yeah. thing works? Yeah, uh, and it was really boring. But we went. <laughs> so, and I and I never watched the episodes. I I don't know if the Titan is, Games is still on or no one watched it or whatnot. So, anyway, back to Seinfeld. <laughs> Not the Titan Games. Yeah, back to uh, you know the, the apartment of the old guy. George is just having some fun because this uh, Senegal Senegalese. A housekeeper doesn't understand anything, and he puts out this line, I would like to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body. <laughs> yeah. And I don't blame him. She, like yeah. I said, he's, she's a good-looking woman, and uh, it's just going to be a reoccurring line that we're going to get here in this episode. Yeah. Um, madness then occurs where the old guy is, like, going after Kramer and Newman. He ends up biting Kramer, I think, whose teeth, then his teeth get flown into the disposal, which George accidentally turns on. And so his teeth get all kind of mangled up. Um, and so now Jerry wants to take him to the dentist. And in doing so, they all try to get into the cab and he's gone. And they have no idea where the hell this guy is. So he's lost. <laughs> my, one of my notes is they're all maniacs here. Yeah. But like, so. so I'm watching this scene and I remember. And I think it's funny, like the whole, you know, Kramer getting bit and all this kind of stuff. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Kramer, Newman, Jerry and everybody do the thing. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, you guys are all just barging into this guy's house and like rummaging. Yeah. And I kind of <laughs> weirdly, I didn't even expect it, but I weirdly started like siding on the old guy. I was like, yeah, get the hell out of my house. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you were going to do that. You should have been a little bit more courteous, I think. But I agree. Yeah, Jerry's they should have asked him. Yeah. Like they were just going through his shit and grabbing it and taking it. They should have been like, "All right, um, is, are these records you don't like? You know, let's go through all these and make yeah. sure that which ones are, or whatever." And or Jerry should have done it and and just gotten them for them and then not had them come over. But you know, whatever. Hey, everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Why this film podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered. Together, we'll ask, why this film? Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. 
All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more. All from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. However you listen to podcasts, you can find us. And we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs. And now, back to the show. Uh, we cut to Elaine, who is in a boring discussion with her goiter woman. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, she is just going very, very, you know, slowly until she mentions that she had an affair uh, with Mohandas, the Mahatma, Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, Elaine was bored until it got juicy with gossip. Yeah, and uh, the lady admits that he used to dip his bald head in oil and rub it all over all over her and, body. And I will say that when she showed Elaine the picture, the yeah. the lady who I guess you know they got to play the younger version of her was quite striking, quite beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey is just noticing attractive women. That's all he's doing in this episode. He's not caring about anything else. I got one more coming for you too. It, it, it really soon. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kramer and Newman, they take the records over to the guy who only offers them 20 bucks at the store. They got all this old stuff, all these old records that apparently, you know, aren't going to sell well enough anyway. Um, and then they start insulting the, uh, the guy, which really is Kramer kind of doing that over the shoulder thing. And then Newman, then Newman taking it to the next level. And, I still, to this day, will say, I loathe you in the same way that Newman did. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, okay, I say it the same way, but I thought 
I was saying it like, um, uh, uh, shit, the Grinch. I thought I was saying it like the Grinch because I think uh. he says it like that at one point. But when I just rewatched this episode and the way he inflected it, I realized that was the voice that was in my head. And I'm like, no, it's not the Grinch. I've been quoting Newman the whole time, but I'm <laughs> yeah. with you. I loathe you. you. But and it's funny because Newman, without even thinking, he's just regurgitating whatever Kramer is saying to him. But I love at the very end where he says, when Kramer's like, what are you going to do about it? Newman says, what are you going to do about it? But now his brain is starting to realize. Yeah. And he's like, what are you going to do? Like, it's like a question. It's like, why, why yeah. am I saying this? And I just, yeah. I loved that. And then, of course, uh, uh, Jigsaw, like, jumps yeah. over the <laughs> counter. And I kind of got the sense that uh, that Newman or, or Wayne Knight and, and Michael Richards weren't really expecting that. But uh-huh. uh, but I love it, man. I, I just loved it. But this also was the scene that you could see the sweat just pouring yeah. off. Poor Wayne <laughs> Knight. Because, like, you know, like, he's dressed up like it's, like, you know, like it's kind of winter. He's got a jacket on or whatever. But, man, he's under those studio lights. And, and it's yeah, not the studio big. lights that they have now that are LEDs with mm-hmm. uh, that don't give off heat. Man, people yeah, these would... these are Fresnels. Yeah, people would bake on those things. Yeah. And I remember there were, like... You know, like online hoaxes that said that would say that Wayne Knight, Wayne Knight was dead. Yeah. Like, there's been at least one, if not a couple different times, where Wayne Knight has had to come out and be like, I'm still here. I'm yeah. not dead. But, like, it made a lot of sense because of how heavy he was at times. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's still a smidge heavy, but boy, he he's looking yeah. so much better now uh than he was yeah. then i'm just i'm just happy just just for his health man i just want wayne knight to be around with us for as long as possible yep um i think we're about to talk about the next attractive woman and that's when jerry is getting chewed out for uh losing the old man by someone by a representative uh, from this this group uh, now, that, that they volunteer for now let me ask you something do you recognize her at all and i'll say that you might recognize her topless uh- <laughs> My God, Corey! Last episode and this episode. Um, no, I I didn't recognize her off the top of my head. I did think that she was absolutely stunning. The royal penis is clean. That's her. Yep. Holy crap! Fucking coming to America. What a great, what a great movie. Yeah, she is. I mean, she is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so she's she. I mean, she has a very short line in this one. But yeah, yeah I, that's ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, then the the old man's kids kind of come up to Jerry's apartment as well. They're all trying to figure out what the hell's going on. They're pissed about the records being taken. Rightfully so. Like <laughs> Rightfully so. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The old man. Now the old man did give him to him, but at the same time, you know, he's a little bit out of his head, and he probably he probably doesn't have power of attorney or that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. So, um, which apparently the records broke because Kramer and Newman come in and mentioned that. And then that lady, uh, the royal, the, the penis is clean, my lord, or whatever, <laughs> the royal penis, uh, that lady, she is, uh, she calls the phone line, and because it's busy, she's like, oh, he must be on the phone. Back when you actually got busy signals, which you do not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just the episode prior, Jerry getting yeah. a two-line phone was a big deal. Yeah, it was. Uh, so they're like, oh, gosh, he must be there. Let's rush over. So they rush over, and they open it up. George is with the housekeeper as she's rubbing his bald head in oil. 
And we can only assume what's going to happen next. <laughs> and the look on Kramer's face, he is so pleased with his little buddy, George. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I agree. That was, the, that was the one face that I immediately noticed, which was how, how big big grin on uh, Kramer's face. It was definitely like, like that. that's my buddy right there doing yeah. his thing. <laughs> Very true. I loved it, man. Uh, I loved it. Then we have a quick cut to monks and the two old men uh, are together in, you know, just in the diner talking as if it's like Jerry and George, just giving a, a quick little kind of funny little thing like, oh, what if this was Seinfeld in the 80s or in their 80s, that yeah. kind of thing. And so, and I love yeah. that indie, man. I love that last scene uh, with them talking like that as it's like a callback to not just the beginning of this episode, but it's pretty much a callback to the entire series. And I, I like the way mm-hmm. it was written. The, the joke, I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it's the conversation that Jerry and George would have at any point in time. They just aged it up, you know? and I love that because a lot of times we talk about like Seinfeld doesn't always end an episode on like a type of thing like on an mm-hmm. ending like this but when they do a lot of times it's good not not always but here I liked it I like this punctuation I thought it was fine I, I it didn't fall flat it didn't it didn't make me really happy it was just kind of there and I thought it was fine yeah uh all right and then we close up with a stand-up uh about old people yeah of course i mean why wouldn't it be about old people um to me the thing about old people is that everything about them gets smaller their bodies get smaller they move into smaller places they sleep less uh they they eat smaller meals except the car the older they get the bigger the car gets and old people have a way of backing out of the driveway uh they don't they don't turn from side to side they just go i'm old i've been waiting a long time i'm backing out watch out buddy i'm coming back uh and then and then you got to watch out for them uh oh, say, and then you got to watch out for them uh and once they get out there they drive so slowly and I, and i i would think the less time you have in life the faster you'd want to go old people should be allowed to drive their age if you're 80 you can go 80 they uh <laughs> they just can't see where they're going anyway uh, let them have a little fun out there i loved this one i loved it ending with let them have a little fun out there yeah all right Corey, let's get into our final discussions um how about i start this one off since you started off the last one yeah there was some good stuff with this episode Overall, I thought it was only okay. Um, now, Newman, the Newman and, and Kramer dynamic is definitely the highlight of this episode for me. I thought they were very, very funny together. I loved Newman on screen. He did a great job being extra Newman. Um, getting getting them in their schemes is where I love them most. So this made me happy to see them in that dynamic. The old people stuff I thought was meh. Like, the entire A storyline I thought was was whatever. Um, nothing really happens with George's guy. Jerry's guy, as I mentioned before, was just a little too over the top and crazy for me. He, he needed to not just have a friend. He needed to be in a fucking home. Like, that guy obviously had an issue. Um, and then the goiter, later, goiter, the goiter lady was okay. Um, I kind of wish they would have not necessarily shown the goiter. You don't need to see the goiter because it's more funny when you're just imagining it. But I would have liked to, I would have liked to see the goiter in shadow, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. You know, and then you something. could have like had had fun with it and had like a yeah. like a big balloon or something, and uh, or yeah. ha- do like a, a young Frankenstein and actually have it move uh, from different <laughs> sides. <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably a little I too know. much. But <laughs> but 
all of that A storyline I was I was meant about. I just wish I could have had an episode of following Newman and Kramer just doing doing shit and, you know, just being awesome. Um, that would have made me more happy, honestly. I mean, the episode was fine, was totally fine, but it wasn't standout. And so I gave it, uh, you know, a three out of five massive goiters because <laughs> because, you know, the, the Newman and Kramer elevated it a little bit. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, perfectly in the middle. It was still decent. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I get it, man. Um, I never think of this episode. I never mm-hmm. go out of my way to watch this episode. I never kind of remember it sort of fondly. Um, but, you know, obviously, as I'm watching it, I remember it. Um, but boy, was I really pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this episode. Uh, I thought the old people stuff was actually utilized quite well. Hmm. I liked all the old people stuff. I thought it was a really kind of good way of juxtaposing George and Jerry and kind of like examining them from a different point of view in in just the, the smallest senses. So that kind of like elevated it for me because I was like, oh crap, this episode's a lot of fun for me. And I I felt like everyone had something fun to do again. I, although I will say this episode and the previous episode, Elaine's stuff was a little bit weak. Uh, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they, it seems like they're having a little bit of a tr- trouble trying to figure out what to do with Elaine, which is funny because it feels like they were having trouble to figure out what to do with Kramer in the previous seasons. And now Kramer's mm-hmm. totally doing his thing. And the best thing they ever did was not making him a shut in like they did in the first yeah. couple <laughs> of episodes. And, and I totally forgot that this whole thing had the skin with with Newman and Kramer and I, I loved it and honestly um, I probably would have s- kind of kept it around the the three-ish range too but I really like the two stand-ups as well so mm. as a whole my 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 lower expectations and the fact that it had uh you know a good stand-up or, or two good bookend stand-ups that at least I enjoyed it honestly it elevated it for me up to like I, I'll give it um four old men out of five. Okay. <laughs> and, and trust or, me, or, I, I'm... I, all bald, dipped, oil dipped bald heads. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. Damn it, why didn't I do that one? <laughs> yeah. Four oil dipped bald heads. But like, I mean, <laughs> if you asked me prior to viewing it, what I thought I was going to give it, I would have been like, oh, this is probably a solid one, a solid middle of the road one. Yeah. Especially coming off, you know, the 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 previous episode, the outing, yeah, which, which I we thought both was really very liked. well. Um, yeah. So I was just, when I was watching it, I was just tickled. I was tickled the entire episode. Okay. And yeah, so I, I liked it, man. I thought it was fun. Although it's, again, it's it's, it's interesting. We're, we're a little bit earlier than we are usually are. So I always sometimes think that's an indicator of how the episode is. But, you know, well, sometimes no, episodes no, don't yeah. have as much to talk about inside of True. them, you know? Or and they also sometimes don't lend themselves to weird side tangents that you and I kind of go off. I, yeah, I, true. I will say I didn't know almost any of the musicians that they were talking about or any of the records that they were referring to. Oh well, so they they I mean they mentioned some old civil like the the one that stuck out is Al Jolson. Yeah, who is that? You know, he did blackface and the mammy oh. that kind of shit. Okay, he, yeah, it, it is Al Jolson is not someone you would look up to as a for a record right now in, gotcha. in today's society. Okay, um, but it was less you know less of an issue back at that time. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel like yeah I feel like if I maybe understood what was considered a good record versus a bad record better I would have gotten oh, a little yeah. bit more out of it. But as it is, I I had a great time from from T to B on this episode. 
I, I could tell you there wasn't a single record that they mentioned that I would want to listen to. Right, not right. A single one. Well, which is which is why uh, Jigsaw was yeah. not paying that much money for yeah. them. <laughs> True. <laughs> but again, like it, like not knowing the, the who they were, I got the joke. So it didn't like yeah. impede it or anything. So um, yeah, a lot of fun, man. Total, total fun. But you know what's the most fun? Listening to the podcast after dark show. That's not that's not even called podcasting after dark. <laughs> I pre- botched. I, I appreciate what you were trying to do. And I hey, thank you. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, you could listen to me and uh, our pal Zach uh, talk about cult movies um, from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, early nineties, usually on podcasting after dark. You know, these are the movies, usually kind of like the sleazy films that you would watch on Cinemax on Saturday at like 1 a.m. type of stuff uh, mm-hmm. or stuff like The Stuff and uh, Night of the Comet things like that. Uh, we also have interviews uh, people like Jeanette Goldstein um, we have Tom Matthews who played uh, uh, Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th Part 6 uh, we've got a lot of cool interviews on there on our Patreon so give that a, a check out and uh, you can also hear me sometimes, not always but occasionally on the Blast From Our Past podcast and what is that Adam? Well, that is a fantastic podcast that you can sometimes, not always, hear Corey on there. I mean, the last episode we had was uh, you talking Aliens yeah. Day with us, which was a fantastic episode. You are super passionate about that. Um, but you've also talked RoboCop, uh, Monster Squad, and then uh, other episodes, uh, other shows with me as well. Like, yeah. um, probably your favorite Never Ending Story 2 uh, was probably the best thing. <laughs> Loved it. That's great. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for making me watch but, that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, John and I talk about... All things nostalgia, but you know, mostly movies, TV shows, album reviews, and then just kind of uh, some random top tens thrown in there as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so check that out. I mean, we're just one of many shows on the BFOP network. That's right. We uh, we just added Emily Slade and why this film. And side note, if, if you guys want to know, you should A, check out her podcast. But yes. um, if you're already listening to The Blast from Our Past, she was she guested on the uh, the Mummy episode where you guys did The Mummy, The Mummy cartoon, and then you guys recast The Mummy. And that episode was fantastic. So She, she stole the show. Yeah. She stole the show. Yeah. So if you liked that, please, please, please go check out why this film um and and she's and all the podcasts on her network are all nostalgia based Mm -hmm. so you can kind of expect that um and then listen to our pal tess on ongoing comic book discussion podcast listen to our pals uh uh, tim and dean on talking back listen to our pals brent and eric on um friday five and of course we also have john and uh adam do a throwback trivia takedown too so we have a nice little trivia podcast in our network man we you said it on the last episode but we we have a lot of variety on our on our mm-hmm. podcast network, but the Venn diagram is we all sort of <laughs> st- stick in the the pond of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all we are, I mean that's what's been kind of fun is just in talking with you know this kind of crew out offline and just kind of like you know just checking in on stuff. I absolutely feel like I've made some new friends, and I, I know I have because like. We'll we'll hang out every now and then. We've done like a Skype call, just just shooting the shit, yeah. or just playing like you know random, um, you know like uh, Jackbox night, games yeah. or, or poker or stuff like that. And it's actually been quite fun. You know, yeah. these, these, these you guys are all like minded nerds for nostalgia, <laughs> and it makes me happy. I know. And and the cool thing is like. 
we the whole entire network ranges in age so it's not just like 70s and 80s nostalgia or just 90s and 2000s it's like it's a bunch like we we cover a lot of nostalgia so if you're like oh i'm more into 90s then you'll probably find something in blast from past if you're like oh i'm more into 80s go for podcasting after dark and why this film it's Mm -hmm. just yeah we we cover a lot of ground but it's all nostalgic based but you can find every single show and all of their links at our network website and that is www.bfopnetwork.com that's bfopnetwork.com also called bfop <laughs> you made me snort i like that one that was good. a good one i wasn't expecting that one. Oh man but uh and also if uh if you guys and gals are new to the show you're just finding us this season and you're wondering where uh the rest of our our catalog is you can find the entire cartwright back catalog starting with the pilot episode one of seinfeld all the way to right now mm-hmm. and that's ad free and uh shows you can find them all for one dollar on patreon that's patreon.com slash cartwright patreon.com slash cartwright and if you don't have the money we understand things are tight right now a dollar is not all that much but i get it if you can't do that please go and check out apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a five-star rating that goes a lot farther than you realize yeah it really does it really does and i guess we should mention it now guys we're barreling down to the uh the end of this season so we'll be uh we only have a adam and i do them two shows at a time so we only have a few Mm -hmm. more recording sessions and then uh we'll do a our normal wrap-up show uh season four wrap-up show then we'll probably take a week off just it's all we ever do is just take one week off in between seasons uh give Mm -hmm. me time to kind of retool the the patreon and everything and uh boom bada bing bada boom we're gonna jump into season five so we're we're getting close to the end of season four man yeah and uh when we hit that season or season five yeah when we hit season five we will be taking off season three from the free feed so just as a heads up if you haven't gone back and listened um, you know, just go ahead and pay the dollar. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a dollar. Please. And, and, and honestly, it, it it what it really goes towards is like server costs and stuff like that. Yeah. So we, we appreciate it. And we appreciate the, the patrons that we have. And we appreciate all the, the reviews that we have. And we appreciate all the subscribers and, and all the love that you guys show us. And I know that you guys also, like, you know, tell your friends about us and stuff. I mean, you have to. We have... I, Hey, we can't get that big without it, so we do appreciate yeah. it, and um, yes. it's it's awesome. It's it's really awesome, and thank you guys so so much. Um, yeah. And thank you, thank you to all the patrons that we've already gotten. We really appreciate you guys and and gals and everybody, um, everybody listening right now. You're awesome. You're all every single one of you is sponge worthy. Every <laughs> single one of you. There you go. There you go. Uh, and for Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And <laughs> next week, we will be reviewing either the implant or the handicap spot. I didn't write it down, but uh, I think they're in order. <laughs> the implant. The implants. The next. implants. Okay. The implant is next week. So there you go. We will catch you guys then. <laughs> Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. 
So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Mm-hmm.